Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. I'm going to be actually talking about how your story is your superpower. And so real quick, Dre, I know you have a story is what is your superpower and how does your story fit into that? 
Well, my superpower is all about everything that I talk about, Patricia, is about self-evaluation and self-ownership and a high level of personal accountability. So coming from sports, you know, I wasn't a uh, highly recruited or you know, one of those you know, LeBron James type athletes. I had to kind of make it from nothing. So I'm all about taking personal accountability, never blaming anyone else and taking extreme ownership of your situation. So I took that from sports and now I apply it in the business world. So that is my superpower. And I kind of, I already knew what your superpower was. That's why yeah, you I put should. you on, well, I'm on the spot about here. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so important to our business, but also our success. And, you know, it used to be in business that we sort of hid um, our story if our story wasn't positive and didn't use it um, in a positive way. So I wanted to talk about that today because it really seems like something that many people struggle with. Um, Dre and I, for those of you who don't know, we used to run a room twice a week for people who wanted to write and publish books. It was a Q&A room and people would come on stage and ask questions. And I think in the beginning, the room sometimes ran three and four hours. And the real struggle that we used to see quite often was around this idea of story. Um, is their story interesting? Um, what part of their story should they share? Uh, how do how do they share a story that includes other people? Will anyone care? And how does it fit into their business? And so it's something I wanted to talk about today because our story is something that we can use. Like Dre was talking about, we can actually use it in our social media content. We can use it when we write books and YouTube videos. We can use it in marketing campaigns. And we can use it really effectively here on Clubhouse to connect and share with others. So my name is Patricia Wooster. I am a 13-time traditionally published author and recent self-published author of three books. And I work with entrepreneurs, leaders, and athletes to write and publish books that create an impact with their audience. And so what I wanted to do is kind of tie this idea of our superpowers and how we can create our superpower stories um, into today's topic. So I'd like to have some audience participation today. I know it's Monday. So I brought a few friends with me today to help out with that. But also anyone on stage or anyone that wants to come up and chat, please share. But I'd like to know is how many of you actually know what your superpower is? So these can be your natural born gifts. It can be something that, you know, people often come to you for what you're known for, or it could have something to tie back to an experience that you've had in your life. So unmike if any of you have a superpower that you would love to share with the audience. Hey, Patricia, this is Ramon. Good morning. Can you hear me? Good okay? morning, Ramon. Good to see you. Hey, good to be here, Patricia. I think according to Strengths Finders, my superpower is woo, which means the ability to, I think, attract people and make people feel comfortable and relate to people. That's according to the academics. And I think we see that here every single day, Ramon. Um, I think you were part of the welcome committee that greeted me when I first came into Breakfast with Champions first. So I think we see you display that superpower every single day. So thank you for sharing. Thank you. Hey, Patricia, it's Lolita. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> and Ramon, <laughs> Ramon, you do you do exhibit woo every day. I think that the super cool part is that when people share their superpowers, that you can say, huh, do I see him that way? 
So that's that's pretty cool. Yes, Ramon, I see your superpower. My superpower um, is that I'm able to leverage the power of my words to really pull out of others the greatness that they have yet to see. That's my superpower. This is Lolita with the T. I think Lolita too, it's with the power of your words to move other people um, with their own emotions too. And we've seen that with your poetry recently. So those of you who have not heard Lolita and her poetry, click on her profile, go to her Instagram account and her poetry is really beautiful. So pick up her new book or start watching some of her videos as they start rolling Thank out. Thank you, Patricia. Hey, Patricia, this is Debo. And I really want to jump in right after Lolita because I think um, my superpower is almost the complete opposite of Lolita's. She's using her words to pull out information uh, from other people. I I feel that my superpower is my ability to ask great questions. And that way people use their own words to pull out uh, the greatness from themselves. I would love to be a poet like Lolita. I'll definitely check out your work. But what I find best for me is my ability to ask that question that people may not have thought of and it sparks something in their head and um, I can build transformation in people that way. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing. And that is such a gift um, to be somebody who can ask great questions and get other people's expertise and experiences, but then also be able to pull people into the conversation. So that's a great superpower to have. This is Kendrick. I have the superhuman ability to put gratitude over distractions and get things done. I love that, Kendrick. And I heard your share earlier with Larissa about gratitude. Um, so yeah, absolutely. It's a great superpower to have. Thank you for sharing. Hey, Patricia, it's Mariana. Hi, Mariana. <laughs> Good morning. Um, I would say my superpower, I, I see it as curiosity and allows me to be a great listener so I can help others to get the answers that they're looking for. Uh, not always the answer that they are waiting to hear or that they want to hear, but what they need to hear. Um, so yeah, I think it does my superpower but I, I love to hear more what people think of my superpowers more than I like to say what my superpowers are. So thank you, my love. Thank you, Mariana. And that's so true. So many, it's, it's so rewarding to hear what other people see um, in us as our superpowers, but also curiosity. There's a book by Brian Grazier, and if you guys aren't familiar with who he is, he's a partner of Ron Howard's, who's created some of the best films there are. And he wrote a book attributing all of his success to curiosity. So curiosity is a great attribute to have because that's how we learn, is when we listen and we ask questions of others. So that's a great superpower. Good morning, Patricia. It's Megan DiMartino. Hi, Megan. Hello. Um, you know, I really do believe that my superpower is encouragement to help people to understand that there is always hope and infinite possibilities, you know, to start and not stop. I hear it all the time uh, from people. Thank you for that encouragement. So I hope you start and do not stop. It's never too early or too late. 
and have a blessed day. Thank you, dear. Love that. That that superpower around motivation, listening, compassion. They're all great superpowers to have. And I would say that all the superpowers that we've heard so far today are rooted in our experiences and stories. So, um, and one thing I want people to understand, because I think often we think of stories and we come into rooms like Clubhouse or we read, you know, biographies or stories of successful entrepreneurs, and there always seems to be a really big or grand story behind their success, right? They started in some really dark place in their lives, and they climbed and clawed their way to the top, and that's how they became successful. And oftentimes when we hear stories like that, and we don't have that same story, um, we're reluctant to share our story because we don't feel like it's as significant. And I will tell you, it is absolutely not the truth. We have very successful people who connect better sometimes with shared experiences that are smaller. And so I have a client and her name, um, well, I won't give you her name. Anyway, so I have a client and she trained her entire life to be an Olympic athlete. Her entire life was spent in gymnastics Um, She gave up going to dances. She gave up doing activities with friends. She gave up a lot. Her entire family gave up a lot for her to be in the Olympics. And so when she went to try out for the Olympics, she missed making the Olympics by a third of a third of a percent of a point. And um, it was literally the smallest percent off that you could get when trying out for the Olympics. And at the time, she had an offer to go to Yale. And so the natural choice would have been for her to say, okay, I'm going to go to Yale. But what she did was she applied and got accepted to one of the most difficult gymnastics training camps in the world in Russia. So as a 17-year-old girl, she went to Russia by herself. And for three months, she ate and slept and dreamed about gymnastics. In fact, they would sleep for like a couple hours, they would train, they would eat, and the cycle just went on and on. You never had a full night's sleep for three months. She then went on and competed in world, and she was the first Olympic gymnast to get gold in every single category. Now, after that event, every single person was asking her, okay, so now you're gonna go to the Olympics, right? And she knew she was so much better. And she literally said, I'm done. She was in an interview and she said, nope, I will not. And she never has done gymnastics again. She had accomplished exactly what she wanted to get accomplished, which was a competition she had with herself. She went on to Yale. She graduated top of her class. And her story is just this very successful climb to where she is now. Now, for years and years and years, she toured and told that story. That was her story. Now, many people could connect with that story because they could, they got into the emotion of the story. they had similar feelings and emotions in their life. They may have not had as grand as experiences, but they could connect to the feelings and emotion. Now, fast forward today, she's in her mid-30s, and she recently got a six-figure book deal with HarperCollins, and what, guess what story she is not sharing? She is not sharing that really, really big story. What she is sharing instead 
is something that is a more as a smaller story, I guess, in scale, which is the fact that she's in her mid 30s. She's not married and doesn't have children. That is the story she is choosing to share. So our superpower can be tied to a big story or a story that is something that seems more common to other people around us. Her story now connects to women all over the place who are in this new situation where maybe we were raised in a traditional environment where the expectation is you get married, you have kids by a certain age, and those milestones have not happened for her yet. So her superpower now is to encourage people who are in the same position that she is in and to address the challenges that come with that. So when we think of our superpowers, one, we can have many superpowers and we also have a ton of stories. So I want to share with you the five reasons your story is your superpower, and hopefully it will help you create your own stories and also look for the superpower in others. And it's really important that we all understand what our superpower is because we want to attach that to our business. We want to attach it to our family and the success for ourselves and those around us. So number one, our stories, when told properly and used in the right way, is a way for us to connect to our audience. So just like I said before, even if someone has not had your exact experience, it's that shared emotion, feelings, or vulnerability that creates that connection and relationship. Think about Michael Jordan. How many times has the story been told of him not making his high school basketball team? That story is probably one of the most shared stories about Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan, through that experience, it humanized uh, him to us a bit, right? He's still this superpower, but we can just imagine what that must have felt like. And then the resilience and grit it must have taken to keep going. I have a son who plays basketball, and I absolutely understand what it looks like in sports if you don't make your team and then to get back up again and try again, especially at an age where the stakes are so high. So it connects us to our audience. The second thing about our story is it's aspirational. It sends a message that if you can do it, despite all the circumstances, then they can do it too. Think about Glenn Lundy. He actually posted something I saw it this weekend. I think he posted it this weekend on Facebook. Hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, Five Simple Steps to an Extraordinary Morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. It was a timeline of the events that happened in his life. He started with something like 18 years ago or 17 years ago, I was here. 13 years ago, um, my wife was pregnant with my second child. And he went on and on talking about where he was at different stages in his life. And some of those stages weren't happy stages, right? It's aspirational because we know who he is now and now we've seen where he's been. And that also creates that empathy connection of understanding that, you know, if I go to Glenn and I was in a dark place, he may be empathetic because he's been there too. So it's aspirational. And then number three is 
our story is an opportunity for us to offer our unique perspective, right? And so what I consider a unique perspective is when, um, is when you take a combination of your experience, add in your expertise, add in your unique perspective, and then that's where you reach that sweet spot with people, right? And so we see a lot of content out there that is repurposed and used in different ways, right? So like I was just, I was actually just flipping through a book from Alex Hermosi called $100 Million Offers. And if you're in business and you build funnels or you're building a sales um, offer, it's a great book to have, by the way. So good, um, so good. So good. And I know Kim, absolutely. Um, actually, I, Kim, I have your notes in front of me from a Breakfast of Champions training you did with us um, a while back. Awesome. Um, and so what he talks about is when he talks about story, your signature story, taking somebody from pain to pleasure island and then that distance that spans between pain island and pleasure island are all the challenges or milestones you had to hit along the way to get to pleasure island and if you've been in some of my segments before i've really explained what that whole theory is but what it is is put yourself let's think about it from your story when you are in a difficult place, a difficult situation, that would be your pain island. Pleasure island would be after you got out of that situation, after you got to the destination you wanted. When you're in the position now to share your story, because it's a scar and not a wound, so you're speaking from a position of power with perspective, and then you would share with somebody, depending on how long you wanted your story to be, if you're sharing in Clubhouse, maybe a minute, you would share the challenges and the things that you had to do to get from point A to point E, B, not E. <laughs> so that's where you can offer your unique perspective, your unique journey and how you got somewhere. All right. Then number four is your story. Like we talked about before, it can be big or it can be small. So I'm working with a new author right now and she is literally one of the most talented writers I have ever seen or worked with in my entire life. She's just naturally so talented. Um, and so she is writing a book that shares the small and little everyday stories about motherhood. Okay. These are small little stories that are literally going to have the reader nodding along because they are experiencing the exact same things. They're small stories, but they're super impactful. So Brene Brown does this really well. She shares these small moments. She does not share moments on a private jet. She doesn't talk a lot about her Netflix specials in regards to it being glamorous. She doesn't talk about who she knows. She shares little stories about her life with her husband and her friends and at work. Oprah. Oprah started to connect to us and be our very best friend when she started sharing her story of her weight loss journey, her struggle of climbing through the career ranks, and her childhood. Those were the stories that connected with us, not the stories about how many houses she owned, whether she had a private jet, or all of those other things. It was the everyday things where we all felt like she was our new best friend. 
And then also our story, it clarifies our mission. It is the why behind what we do. So as Amelia Antonetti says, everything that has happened in your life has happened for a reason. It was not done to you, but for you. It has made you who you are today. Think about how impactful that is. We think about experiences that we've had in our life that are terrible, that have, you know, tough childhood or things that we wish we wouldn't have had to go through and have been so upsetting in our life. And if we think about it and spin it in the way that she says is that it's happened for a reason. It's happened for us. So that now that we can take that story, we can take that experience and those feelings and we can give it to others. We can share it with others. We can help with others. So one of the things that this, this sort of, I had this kind of experience that happened several years ago. I had this really big book deal. It was with Simon and Schuster. It was called Ignite Your Spark. And there was a lot of hype around that book coming out. Publishers Weekly, Kirkus, the reviews were really strong for it. There was also a real big demand for uh, foreign rights publication and stuff. So it was a really big deal. Um, and I won't go into it, but the years and years to actually get that book deal were, um, there was a lot of work involved for that. Well, so about the time that I had turned in kind of the final draft for that book, this was in 2016, um, my lung collapsed out of nowhere, had this lung collapse after a workout class. I was in the hospital for about five days. They said, well, it's spontaneous. It won't happen again. It happened again and again and again, every single month. So at the end of October of 2016, I had a major lung surgery. And I didn't find out till afterwards that it's the second most painful recuperation a person can have. I also had my book coming out in January. Now, I didn't tell the publishers because I was afraid they would pull my marketing support. Maybe they'd set my book on a shelf. And um, I really didn't have the trust that I should have had uh, that things would have worked out if I would have shared that with them. So just to give you some idea, I don't remember Thanksgiving. <laughs> I have no recollection of Christmas. And so this book was coming out in January. The marketing department at Simon Schuster had booked the speaking event for me. And it was at a high school and it was about three hours away. It was in January and I still wasn't even walking that well. I was using an umbrella, like a, a cane and I pull up to the school and there's barbed wire around the parking lot. There's a big watchtower. So in Florida, I don't know about other places. Our high schools are like ginormous. There's like 3000 students, you know, they're just, they're overcrowded. They're really ugly buildings usually because they're built for hurricanes. So I pull in this, this building. It looks terrible. And my first thing was I was supposed to speak to the high achievers for an hour at their school, like their AP and honor students. And then the second group I was speaking to were their at-risk students. So apparently the normal middle ground kids were, were not <laughs> important in this discussion. So I go to speak to the high achievers and I had this really like prepared speech, you know, it was like really professional and PowerPoint slides and all these things. And it was, you know, it was, um, I guess, politically correct. It, it wasn't, you know, in hindsight, it was terribly unexciting. And I gave the speech and I was in tremendous pain, like 
physical pain and I was tired and all this stuff and kids were looking at their phones and, and whatever, it, it didn't go great. So the second time speech came for the at-risk students and I thought, well, this is going to be a disaster if the first group wasn't good. And so I just sat down on a table that I'd been leaning on behind me and I'd almost kind of given up. And at this point, the pain was tremendous. I, I could hardly remember my things. I couldn't get the slideshow to work. So I just started sharing my story. I started share. First of all, I leveled with them. Like, listen, guys, I just had surgery. <laughs> and I feel like crap. Saw a few eyes come off their phones. Then I said, I shared the story of why I wrote the book. And I shared my childhood story, which I was not prepared to share, which was full of emotional abuse. It was very difficult childhood because I spent four days a week with a very healthy, amazing family with my mom and stepdad. And I spent three days a week being really emotionally abused and um, a lot of problems. And I just started speaking from the heart. And the thing I noticed is, is everybody's eyes came up. And... After that, I had a lot of kids raising their hands, speaking. Kids came up to me and talked to me. Afterwards, I received emails from students for two years from that speech. And that was because I shared my story. And it's funny, up until that point, even as a writer, I was always so reluctant to share any of my stories. I thought nobody really wants my story. That's not what this book's about. And even on social media, I never really shared anything personal about myself at all. In fact, my neighbors, who I've lived here for like 10 years now, and I'm like, I mean, I'm good. I've spent holidays with my neighbors. They didn't even know I was a writer. And so I was so used to not talking about myself. But I realized that as soon as I started sharing stories, that's when people started connecting to me. And the great thing about stories, too, is they will repel people as well. So those people that aren't a best fit for your business, they're not a best fit for your life. Your stories can repel the wrong people. So I really urge people to think about what kind of stories that you have that can be your superpower. And you may have stories that are great for one audience and not so great for another. I have professional stories, stories about why I do specifically what I do. And there's specific stories there that I've shared in this room before. And just like the story I just shared with you now, it's how I was able to create a personal connection and start sharing my story in general with people and seeing the impact that that has. So what do all of these things have in common? These, your story, how it's your superpower, it connects to your audience. It's aspirational. It is an opportunity to offer your unique perspective. It can be big or small. It clarifies your mission. It's that the stories are not for you. They are in service to others. And I think when we take that perspective, then it becomes easier to share them. At least it does for me. And so I'd love to kind of open this up. We've got 30 minutes. We can talk about superpowers. We can talk about the power of story and maybe how you're using some of these stories in your business right now. Hi, Patricia. This is Peggy. Hi, Peggy. Oh, my God. That was amazing. Absolutely amazing. I just loved everything you shared. And it was, it was brilliant. Like, I, 
I, um, I have my own story. And one thing I, my superpower is my ability to connect with people and that people trust me, you know, and I think a lot of that comes from my past and the hurts and the pains of my, my story. And I really need to connect with you more because I really need, I need to learn how to develop that story and, and use that in my practice and use that in my life to become even better at doing that. So I just want to thank you. Oh my God, I got so much out of what you shared and I just really need to process everything you said because it was brilliant. So thank you so much and um, I'll pass the mic. Thank you, Peggy. Thank you for sharing. Hey, Patricia, it's Mariana again. Hi, Mariana. Oh, that was that was incredible, Patricia. Uh, like Peggy mentioned, I got so much out of that. And, you know, as being me being curious and being a great listener, I heard you saying uh, the story, uh, the woman, the... Um, did not share part of her story, but something else became her superpower. So my question is, because I'm always asking myself this question, do we have more than one superpower because we had different experiences? Because I can grab so many things from my life uh, to add value to people. And as you know, I'm a personal growth junkie so uh, I was talking to Peggy about this the other day. I can pull for so many from so many areas of my life um, and my personal growth that I feel like I have more than one superpower. Am I in the right thinking? Oh, uh, yes. And I, of course, I want to connect with you uh, more on that. that. That would be my question, Patricia. Yeah, that's a great question. So absolutely, we all have more than, you know, one superpower. And it's really, if you think of the title as your story is your superpower. So we all have multiple stories, which means we also have multiple superpowers. And, you know, for those of us who are on this journey right now with Amelia, we're starting to discover that we have superpowers in so many different categories. And we also, we have so much to contribute to other people if we can use those experiences and pass them along. And so if you think of the easiest way to me to look at it is look at one of your best friends or look at your child and think about all of the amazing qualities about them. And you'll see that there's so many different superpowers, right? And so it's being open to sharing the right story to the right person at the right time. And that's really important. Um, I think, you know, in the business entrepreneur space, we have that idea of the signature story. And I've certainly been guilty of this myself is we create that one, that one story that we tell over and over again, that's highly aspirational. And that's, that's the story we share but we really need to keep sharing stories of various levels with people um, because if not, it doesn't feel authentic anymore. We're just sharing that one thing and then it feel it starts to feel very like it's part of a sales thing. It's not part of who we are. And so having varying degrees of stories 
that display different things that are really for the audience. They're not about you. They're not your highlight reel. They're not your LinkedIn profile. They're actually about the consumer. And, um, you know, one of the things, and, you know, Kim Walsh Phillips was generous enough. She did this training for some of us with Breakfast of Champions a few months ago. And she talked about how the story is used to support the framework that we're going to share with people. So depending on that framework in that circumstance, it could be a different story every single time. But the story is in support of something that you're teaching somebody or that you're sharing with somebody else. Hope that helps, Mariana. Good morning. Absolutely. That was, that was, thank you so much, Patricia. Can't wait to connect with you, my friend. Was that Niku? And Mariana, I cannot wait for our conversation on Wednesday to connect with you, beautiful sister. <laughs> yes, it's Niku doing my little back bend. I'm adding a little twist to it today to keep things interesting. Why not? My spine always needs to get a little bit more flexible, right? So I love what you shared just now about, you know, if you have a lot of different stories, tailoring your story to that specific audience, like really niching down. And I can relate so much to what Mariana just asked about, you know, what if you have a couple different superpowers? And this is where I tend to get kind of stuck and I would love some perspective and some help with your genius because it has been my goal, as you know, to write a book for the last several years. But every time I sit down to start, I get so confused. I get so pulled in so many different directions because I, I start to kind of lose sight of which story to tell. My superpowers are a couple different things. Speaking, entrepreneurship, mentorship, keynote, all of that. I love that because I feel that that's my God-given gift. Like for me to come and speak on stage is very simple. It comes naturally. And I think a lot of that is just because God gave me a gift to have a voice, to have the ability to, to speak in a certain way, to create impact, to motivate, elevate, and help others. And I think he gave me that voice naturally because he wanted to put me through some crazy things throughout my life in order to learn from those things. Nothing happened to me. It all happened for me. And God would never put me through anything that he knew I couldn't handle, right? So that when I got to the other side of that pain, of that challenge, of that trial, of that suffering, I could then go back and speak to the 15-year-old girl who's going through that as well. The 27-year-old new mother who may be going through that as well. The 45-year-old woman who is suffering in a new time in her life. The woman that's going through menopause. Like I've gone through all these little things, whether it was me, myself, or my mother, that some people would look at it like, why is this happening to me? And I'm like, okay, I get it. I see you, Lord. I understand. I hear you. It's happening for me. Now I need to go and get on the stages and speak and impact and help give hope to others that are going through it. So that's like one superpower. My other superpower is I'm really, 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 really freaking smart when it comes to the human body. Like everyone is, my colleagues that work with me here in Scottsdale all wonder why am I not a physical therapist? Why am I not a doctor? Why am I not a naturopath? And really it's just because I don't have the time to go back to school for four or five years right now because I have a two year old. But my brain looks at the human body very differently than 98% of people in my field. So that's another superpower. Someone comes to me and they're like, hey, Niku, I'm experiencing, you know, 
um, chronic low back pain. My hips have been hurting for years. What do I need to do? And I automatically start thinking about, okay, your core is weak. All right, your pelvis is tilted. All right, we, you're telling me you have sciatic pain down your leg. We have an impingement in your hips. And my brain just starts to go crazy, right, down this rabbit hole of anatomy and muscle function and pain management. So that's another superpower. But if I'm speaking on stage to tell people about how I'm exceptional in this field, I'm an educator in this field, but then I also have this story about all these trials and tribulations that God put me through for a reason. Oh, and by the way, I'm an incredibly successful marketing and sales entrepreneur with over a decade of experience starting and exiting 47 businesses in marketing. <laughs> oh, and by the way, I'm really, really, really good at gut health and helping women overcome bloating for good, helping people solve SIBO, leaky gut for good, without medication and complicated protocol. Oh, and by the way, I have this other superpower where I, I'm empathic, right? I don't know, maybe it's almost two decades of doing yoga and breath work and meditation. I can feel the energy of a room shift. I can quickly redirect people's situations, conversations, journeys. So when you have all these different things that you feel are God-given talents pulling me in so many different directions, and then I meet someone like you, Patricia, and we started speaking about, I don't know, what was it, four months ago about me writing my book? The reason why I can't pull the trigger is because I sit down to start writing my story and I don't know which story to tell. And sometimes I struggle to even come on Clubhouse here and speak about how I can help people, empower people, impact people, and taking back their health and taking back their life because I get so confused about which Niku I should show up as. And I know Mariana can totally, totally feel what I'm talking about. Yes, sister. So much. I'm, I was here clapping because I'm like, oh my God, Nico. That's the way I feel 100%. And I I'm mean. so confused. <laughs> I'm so, like, it's, it's sometimes very hard for me to start rooms because I have to like, it's almost like I feel like I have to remember which hat to wear right? On Wednesdays, I do take back your health. I focus just on health, holistic health, finding that balance physically, mentally, emotionally. On Monday, I interview people because I'm a good interviewer. I have a podcast. On Fridays, now I'm thinking about starting something with failing forward, helping empower and educate, but I'm freaking confused, Patricia. It's overwhelming me. So when it comes to pulling the trigger, I'm finally writing my book because all my clients say, oh my gosh, you need a book. When I speak on stages, people come, come up to me and ask me, where's your book? How can I buy it? But when it comes time to write in the book, I don't know which freaking book to write. And I get super overwhelmed. Maybe that's the devil getting <laughs> in the way. Talk to me, sister. Help me. <laughs> I'm just laughing because you sound like almost every person I work with. So because my audience, they're all high achievers, they all have earned expertise in multiple areas, and they are also being told by people they should write a book. And there's all this noise in their head because they have a combination of experiences and expertise and, and people telling them what to do and things. And so I like to take it back to a really simple exercise. And so when I start working with people, the very first thing I ask them is, where do you want to be in your career in the next two years? Now, what's interesting is 99% of the time, it's not where they are now at all. 
So the first thing you want to make sure you're doing is you don't want to write a book that keeps you in the job you already have if you don't want that job. So, you know, um, and, you know, we all have our expertise that we can use in so many different ways. It doesn't have to be the way we use it now. So once you answer that question, then the next exercise you want to do is what type of book would I need to write to build the ideal audience, i.e. client, for this business I want to have in two years? So if you want to be an expert that's brought on to Good Morning America to talk about gut health, what type of audience do you have to start building with your book to fulfill that dream? And once you know who that audience is, you first do your normal avatar exercise that we've all been through a hundred times, either for our business or writing or whatever, your basic demographics and stuff. And then you answer the same question for your avatar. What does their best life look like in the next couple of years? Because if you can answer that question, that is that will tell you what stories and experiences you want to share in your book that will empower and inspire them that they can achieve that goal. And you can really quickly sift through your own experiences because your story is no longer about you. It's about them. So it's number one, where do you want to be and what audience do you want to build? And then it's number two is where does my audience want to be? Because what you want to do is figure out what is that number one result that I can deliver to that person realistically in a book. And it's the what and the why. It's not the how, because obviously you can't solve all of their problems in a book. Finding those stories that will empower and inspire them to continue the journey and that they can do it too. And then by the end of the book, hopefully they want to continue that relationship with you. And so you extend the the opportunity for them to seek out your courses, your programs, find you, whatever you have where you want them to go next. And that's the first book you write. We all have multiple books inside of us, but that is what you do because one, you can provide tremendous value to somebody else while at the same time building the type of business, which means you're going to be more passionate about what you're doing because you're doing exactly what you want to do. So I hope that helps. And what What I do is once you get to that point, you determine what is that number one result that you're going to give them, you know, you can mind map that. You can stick that result in the middle of the page, draw a circle around it, and then start creating the branches of all the things they need to do to get from that pain island to pleasure island for that result. And those become the chapters and the headings for your book. So hope that helps, Niku. Um... But yeah, we can definitely talk offline and get some of those ideas sorted for you. Hey, Patricia, so can I ask you a follow-up question? Absolutely. Can I, I want to Whoever that was, go for quick it. Thing. I love you, Ramon. Um, okay, so before I lose my train of thought here, and Ramon, I want you to speak to this too because I know you have this in common with me. And I think, I'm trying to think who else. Peggy, I know you have this as well. So I... I know the first book and what it's supposed to be. It's supposed, it's supposed to be letters to the 15-year-old me, right? I know I'm supposed to speak to her, to tell my story, 
because I really want to empower empower high-risk teenagers. And I want to help re-educate, redefine the system of what we teach in school, specifically to girls, to help through a lot of the pains that 80% of girls that are in middle school and high school are experiencing. So I know I want to write that book, but that book has nothing to do with what I'm doing right now. So the end game, what would that be? Okay, so I write this book, The Letters of a 15-Year-Old Me. It's to help inspire hope and motivation for women. My fear is when I come out with my story that it's going to start gaining a lot of interest of people that want to put it out there. And for me, I, I am not motivated by fame. Like, let's just be very honest. I don't need every single person knowing my name. I don't want to be walking down the street, um, hanging out with a friend, having quality time and having people coming up to me asking for autographs. I don't want to be sitting at a fancy dinner with my husband and having people interrupting us to take a picture. I don't want that life ever again. I had it when my husband was playing in Major League Baseball. I hated it. I like to have my privacy. So how can, do, do I like write under a different name, like a JK Rowling? What's your, what's your tip there? I would absolutely not write under a different name. And I will tell you that really, as far as media attention goes, it takes a lot to get attention right now. And so if you write the book, you can be highly successful as an author without being a celebrity. Or you don't even have to, you don't have to put your picture on the book either. Um, that's another way that you can do it. But the way that with distribution works now with books is you can sell thousands and thousands and thousands of books and people don't even know what you look like. Um, and you can keep your circle pretty small. It's, you know, it's based on the appearances you choose to do. So I would not write under a pen name. It's so hard to sell books if you're under a pen name. Um, it's, it's really complicated because then it's, how do you do social media? How do you do podcasts? How do you do anything that would actually sell copies of the books? But I would say that most authors do who, who actually are very successful at selling books that aren't, aren't, um, known, aren't like recognized on the street, if that makes sense. Okay, that makes perfect sense because I just I did not like that lifestyle and now that he's been retired for four years, it's it's nice. Like we can go out to dinner and not a lot of people recognize him. It's like we've gotten over that, which is really, really nice. But I don't know. I was just thinking like, why don't I come up with an alter ego? You know, Beyonce has Sasha Fierce and in everything that I do, I'm Sasha Fierce. On the book, on the social, like that is just who I become. I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to talk about that more, Niku. I appreciate you, sister. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> to let go disagree. of the <laughs> I love you. I love what you're doing. But I just wanted to put it out there because I'm confused. Like, even showing up to Breakfast of Champions, the reason why I don't have a segment anymore is because I don't know how to show up. I'm just too overwhelmed. So I like to just come and listen and help. It's just really complicated. So let's let's connect offline. Let's try to figure this out. And I'm going to pass the mic over to my brother, Ramon, because I love you, Ramon, and I know I, that you can relate. Could I just jump I just in before Ramon speaks? I have, one quick, I, have, I have one quick sentence before it goes anywhere else. And this is for everyone in the room struggling with exactly what Niku is struggling with, which is most humans. Make your desire for impact greater than your desire for perfection.
Hey, and Patricia, I have a solution for Niku. I think, Patricia, you will like this, and Niku, you will love it. I have the perfect solution. Many people come to me for solutions like this, Niku, so I won't charge you for this. But, Patricia, here's what I think. Niku writes the book, puts my name and face on the cover. I will have dinner with her husband. I will get the photos, and Niku can stay home. Patricia, what do you think? This is what I'm saying, ladies. This is it. I do have a question. I do have a question. But this is what I'm saying, Niku. I'm just here to help. So, you know, Ooh, Ramon, I'm yeah. in. This is like, okay. you, you write about your little sister yes. and then you send them to yes. here's the website if you want to book her to come yes. in and mentor your mental health. Here's a place. And I've been backwards too, Niku, like half I an inch. It. I've been backwards too. All right. So let me get to my question. <laughs> I love you. I think Thank you better you, get Kyle involved in this discussion. He may uh, he may not enjoy the dinner situation. Kyle Date night is going to be a little bit different. We, we, we Patricia, <laughs> could I, Patricia this is Debo. Could I jump oh, oh. in and give Nico a practical a, a practical solution? Please. Debo, really can you give me one second? Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, please. After you, Nico. After you, uh, Debo. Thank please, you. the floor is yours. If that's Thank okay, you, Patricia. Ramon. I really appreciate your, you um, just giving way. Nico, you mentioned a number of things that you do. I'm not a book writing expert, but what I do understand is a way to get people to understand their why. If you just list out all of these things that you do and really consider them, I think the, the, the work that was done earlier in the room around mindfulness, really let them sit with you and ask yourself why you do each one of these and keep asking yourself why, because you will find that each one of these things is what you do. I'll put the link for Simon Sinek, his two minute, 51 second, start with why. If you start with your why, you will then understand how you shop with your why, and then it will make perfect sense to you why you do so many things that you do, because all of them are fulfilling your why and your purpose. So I'm happy to send you the link for the two minute, 51 second Simon Sinek video, but seriously, the fastest way for you to do this Write down all these what's, ask yourself why you do it. Then you'll understand how you show up, but then you'll be able to identify through triangulating all of that information, why you do what you do. And then you'll have a powerful conversation about why you show up as a mental health coach, health, all of those. And ultimately it sounds like you are driven to help people become their better selves and to do it how? Through health, through mental wellness, et cetera, et cetera. And then your what becomes, this is why I do these things. So I hope that helps. I'm more than happy to send you the link for that or to talk to you offline. But I would say that Ramon is probably your second best solution, but know why. It's probably better for you to do it jointly with Ramon because he's got the chutzpah to hold your hand and pull you in. So allow him to be an ally. But you need to know your why before you move forward. Thank you, Ramon. I'll pass you back the mic. Oh, my gosh. Debo. Oh, you're welcome, Patricia. May thank I go? Thank you so much. And I just want to really quickly point. Absolutely, Ramon. And thank you so much for that. Um, I just sent you a message in the DM. So if we could hop on a call, that really moved me in a very profound way and gave me a lot of clarity. So thank you, Debo. And then I'll yield the mic over to you, Ramon. Uh, thank you, Debo. Just to be clear, Patricia, I just want to be very clear. I'm not here to hold Niku's hand. I'm not here to help her as a consultant. I'm simply <laughs> suggesting that she put hand. me on the front cover and I will have dinner with her husband. I just want to be very clear. I'm not here to help Niku. Nothing like that. I just want to be on the cover. I thought it was okay. perfect. Thank you, Ramon. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Patricia, my question is, and then we have a, a few minutes before Kim Walsh goes. But uh, Patricia, I just want to ask you, my challenge, it could be similar to Niku's, is that, as you know, Patricia, to a degree, I'm very transactional. I talk about how small businesses can grow, things like this. I've written five books. I probably have one or two more in me, very transactional. But a lot in my community say, Ramon, you should write a book about motivation, about happiness, about woo, maybe, whatever you want to call it, that book. But Patricia, I really, I, I don't have the IP. I'm not, you know, 
Dr. So-and-so, Harvard University, who talks about five ways you can be happy. That's not me. I'm just being me. I can't write a book about burnt pancakes and bacon, which I eat. You know, so what's your suggestion? Should I ignore the audience, Patricia? Or should I do a book on that? Because you just said, where do I want to be in five years? I want to be exactly what I'm doing right now. Multiple companies, multiple revenue streams, and just waking up every, every morning enjoying life. So I'll stop there, Patricia. But my community again is saying, Ramon, write a book on happiness and waking up early. All these things that, that, that I'm known for, but yet it's not, I don't have it in me to write. It's not my IP. It's not, it's not what I talk about. I just be me. So that's the question. Thank you, Patricia. Great segment. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great question. So one, I will say you have earned expertise. You don't have to have a degree. You don't have to, you've earned that expertise because you've done the work. So there's, there's no conflict there. We also, you know, we have a lot of people who have degrees, but have not done the work and it doesn't land as well. So, um, but I will say that writing a book that you're not passionate about putting out there is I equate it to, um, you know, it used to be, especially when, you know, everybody just had TV and not streaming, is that people would, these actors, they do these movies, and then it's like, by the time it got edited and all this stuff, two years have gone by, they're, they're now filming their third movie since that one, and now they got to go on this press tour, and they got to act like they're so excited about this movie that's coming out. And for them, they're like three movies away from it. They're probably not that excited about it anymore. And so that's what it's going to feel like if you write a book that you're not super passionate about talking about, because one, it won't sell very well, because as you know, with five books or with anything now, if you're not drawing attention to it, nobody's buying it. You have to constantly bring attention to it. And I made a mistake of writing a book years ago that people wanted me to write and then after, you know, I went through the process of pitching it and getting a publisher and doing all the things, it was like two years later, and then they wanted me to go out and market it. And it was just kind of, it wasn't exactly what I wanted to be talking about. So I would never write a book for other people. You really have to write a book that you want to be talking about it because it won't even have an impact if you're not out there pushing it. So hope that helps, Ramon. Patricia, I appreciate it so very much. Thank you. That's why you are the world's number one book Expert in Darian Sanders. Good morning, Aniku. Let's work on that. Back to you, Patricia. Yeah, thank you. So just, um, we have a few minutes left, but I wanted to say I have a challenge that is starting April 11th. It is free. It's on Facebook. I did this challenge uh, about six weeks ago, and the people who did that challenge walked away with their book outlined and an idea of how their book could fit into their business. So I'd love for you to join us if you want to, if a book is something you're interested in. And on day three, we actually do create your signature story and we talk about how your story is your superpower and how to use it. So you can just click the link above if you're interested. And also we've got a few more minutes if anyone wants to jump in and share. Hey, this is Lolita. Uh -huh. I'd love to jump in. This was really good, Patricia. Um, Niku, I hope you're clicking on the link. I'm gonna click on the link for the challenge as well. Um, you know, the only thing I wanted to say is to lean into your strengths, right? It's just an encouragement and a consideration for everybody today is to lean into your strengths and allow them to overpower what you consider a weakness. 
oftentimes we can walk in this world and only see our weaknesses, only see the things that we're not good at, only see the shortcomings that the, the things that we've put on ourselves. But when we choose to walk into our strengths, and if we don't know our strengths, here's the juiciness of it all, especially now in this season, right? Is that we can ask people. I love, Patricia, that you started off with, what's your superpower? And we can ask people that. What do you see as my superpower? And believe them. Write those things down and know that that is how you walk in the world every single day. So whether you believe it or not, ask them, how did I demonstrate that? And then know that that right there is the power of the demonstration of how you show up in your strengths. When we choose to show up in our strengths, they overpower our weaknesses. And that is what is going to help us guide this story that Patricia is talking about today and help us to talk into it. Um, with the power that we already have inside of us. So just wanted to leave that consideration to compliment what you were saying today, Patricia. Thanks so much. It was so good. I love that, Lolita, because I think for years and years and years, what we did was we had a talent in something, and then we spent so much time trying to make our the things we weren't good at, we tried to get better at instead of leaning more into our strengths. Like, I will never be a dancer. I will never be a singer. I will never be an athlete. So... You know, but there are things that I have that are superpowers. And once we really focus on strengthening and leaning into those superpowers, then, you know, the weaknesses start to kind of disappear. And so I love the fact that, you know, listen to people and lean into those superpowers because that's the value that we have to share with the world. And those are the things we really want to stay focused on and not what we're weak, what we consider ourselves weak at, because a lot of times what we're weak at, we don't even actually enjoy to begin with. So love that. Thanks, Lolita. I think somebody else was on Mikey and wanted to share real quick. Now everyone's super quiet. <laughs> I have that effect on people. <laughs> I was going to say, who's going to go behind Lolita? But uh, anyway, <laughs> fantastic job. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, so much for joining us today. It's been such a powerful morning. Um, when I came into the room, I listened to Larissa and... Um, you know, and then we had Dre Baldwin and next we have Kim Walsh Phillips, who is amazing. And I will just tell you, Kim is so funny is that I think it was seven years ago. I bought one of your programs to build my Facebook audience because I had a book coming out and I had zero followers and I was able to use that program and build my audience to over 6,000 people pretty quickly. Yay. I love yeah. That. And it was so crazy when I came on to clubhouse and I was like, Kim was actually one of the first like entrepreneur, like trainer mastermind types that when I entered this world that, um, that I came across and then, um, I've been following you ever since. And then, you know, we now speak some of the same language because I'm part of Russell Brunson's program and through breakfast of champions and Sarah and stuff. So, um, it's just kind of a full circle, amazing moment when we start connecting on these apps with people that didn't know we existed, but we've known who they are for several years. And now we can like collaborate and learn and grow together. 
Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.